Welcome back to the Rooted in God's Word podcast. I'm Becky Meyerson, and I am so glad you have joined me today. I am sitting at my kitchen table right now. Yes, that is where I record these podcasts. I love to imagine that you are pulling up a chair, grabbing a cup of tea, and joining me and my guest as we talk about everyday, real-life moments and how God is speaking to us through His Word. We are everyday women who are learning, growing, and applying God's Word in uncomplicated ways. Are you ready? Let me introduce my guest for today. Hey friends, this is Becky, and I'm here with my guest, Shannon Bowser. Welcome, Shannon. Hi, Becky. It's good <laughs> so morning. wonderful to have you here with us. So fun to be here. Hey, let's just start out with letting our listeners know more about you. Yeah, I've gotten to know you just a little tiny bit, but tell us about yourself. Tell us about your family, what a typical day looks like. Who is Shannon? I love that. Okay. Well, uh, as you know, my, my name is Shannon, my husband and I, uh, John, we are, um, parents. We've been married for 16 years. We have two little boys, although I can't keep saying little, uh, because one has just turned 13. He just uh-huh, went to the teenager. <laughs> yes. He just went to his first school dance and I'm so like, cannot believe that is even happening. And then we have an eight-year-old soon to be nine at home and they are very, athletic, very adventure seeking boys. And I am not neither of those. So, uh, <laughs> so I do a lot of praying, but, um, and my husband and I actually have been in ministry together since we were first married. Uh, we did urban youth ministry in the beginning of our marriage in Chicago. And then in the last 11 years, we planted a church in Coon Rapids, Minnesota. And I've worn a lot of different hats in the ministry. I've been a stay-at-home mom while he's pastored. I've been a bivocational pastor. And more recently, in the last two years, I've started working full-time as our executive pastor at our church, which really, um, you know, when you're a church planter, you just wear all the hats at some point or another as as it grows and changes. So that's, that's a little bit of my my journey of um, what goes on in my family life, what's going on with my ministry life. And, and I, like I said, I've even done some bivocational work in business and in the secular area. That is so wonderful. So a typical day is getting those boys off to school right now and then yes, I, to work. And- <laughs> yes. So a typical day, I am an early riser, Becky. I also am not a night person. So if you start, you know, anybody who wants to talk on the phone at 9 PM, I'm probably asleep. Um, but uh, so, so, with you. so with you. <laughs> I would love to, but I can't because I'm already asleep, but so I'm an early riser and I do need my, I'm an extrovert during the day, but I'm an introvert at the beginning and end of the day. So I love, to wake up before everybody's up and my quiet time is my time. And so my time with the Lord is, is precious. It's not a drudgery or a duty. It's an enjoyment for me because that's my favorite time of day. And then, yeah, getting the boys off to school. And then usually my day to day, uh, involves a mixture of meetings and, um, also just getting work done behind the scenes in the ministry. So lots of meetings and then lots of, uh, kind of just, day-to-day work on the laptop and organizing things. So, you know, I love your explanation of introvert extrovert. Cause I, yeah. I am like, people look at me and go, Oh, you're an extrovert. And I'm like, Oh, you wouldn't believe how, how many times I'm an introvert. Right. But that is me in the, especially mornings. And, and then a section when I like to 
just study and dig into God's word. It's just alone and quiet and really being recharged that way. And yet there are times I'm an extrovert. Yeah. I'm not sure if I'd be a nice extrovert if I didn't have my introvert time in the morning. That is great. Well, just for fun, Shannon, tell us one item that you have in your fridge or in your pantry that you always want to have on hand. Um, well, as a mom of boys and as someone who tr- aspires to be healthy, but often fails and misses the mark, I do always keep a bag of Costco power greens because I can throw those in smoothies. So even though, uh, they're having chocolate peanut butter things, there's a lot of greens in them. That's also tricking me to eating my greens. And so that's my one little, st- I know it sounds weird, but the great thing about that big bag is if it goes all, like if we don't use it all, I throw it in the freezer and then I keep using it for smoothies. So, um, my boys could sustain off of Chick-fil-A and sweet tea. And so I have to sneak it in somewhere because otherwise it's a lost cause altogether. (laughs) So that is great. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to try that. Yeah. You don't taste them at all. I mean, and you literally are getting a mixture of the power greens from Costco. You're getting all the right greens in there. And so I feel like that's one way to trick all of our systems into getting enough greens every day if we miss it at another spot. So, so I was just at Costco yesterday picking up mixed greens, but that was in the produce department. Where do I find this for my smoothies? This is the same one in the, in the produce. I just get the power greens, maybe a little too bitter for me as a salad sometimes, but if you throw it into a smoothie, then uh, you can can get like two cups in a big smoothie. If you're making a few uh, smoothie for a few people. And I'm thinking, wow, we just ate like two cups of greens and nobody knows. So nobody knows that my mom trick. (laughs) Hey, I'm wondering, um, Shannon, just what book podcast or author is just inspiring you right now? Oh my goodness. Well, I am a podcast junkie. So I think, um, I think as somebody who has a lot of like, you know, a lot on her calendar in the day, it's when I'm doing my hair every morning, I love to listen to a podcast. Um, cause that's a whole process getting ready and I enjoy it. So it's my me time as well. <laughs> I need a lot of me time, Becky. That's the thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> But when I'm getting ready, I enjoy uh, a new one is Lisa Harper's Back Porch Theology. She just came out with it. And I love Lisa Harper's ability to be very deep, but also very vulnerable and really simple at the same time. So that's been a really good one. One that I've been passing around with some friends that we all enjoyed and we're sending each other, not knowing we were all listening to this, was Havila Cunnington. Um, she did... Uh, she has a podcast. The last three were about female friendships and it was really good. And there's another one on hers that is about the gift of discernment, which she did with Chris Valaton or Valaton. And it was really, really insightful. So I enjoyed that as well. That is great. I know we were talking before we started recording about how I just really have not been into podcasts until I really started doing them. I find my podcast time is when I'm driving in the ah, yeah so if I'm running an errand so I kind of like some of the short ones too yeah. you know but I I think I'd really like that Lisa Harper one I'm going it's to very it. yeah you probably would it's really good she she just started it and everyone she has a little end of the segment that's with her uh, she's getting her doctorate in theology and so she has her professor for one of her classes 
on there. And it's like getting a free little doctoral 10 minute education. So <laughs> I would like that. If it's digging into God's word, I it am is. there. Yeah. <laughs> I am but there. also relatable. Yeah. Hey Shannon, what is what is God speaking to you about lately? What what theme are you hearing? You know, it's funny. I do feel like there are times where God does speak to us in themes and it doesn't happen as often as I, I wish God was always speaking in a theme that was really clear to me, but I will say in the last two weeks, I have had um, maybe two and a half weeks here. I've had a consistent theme and I don't know. It just was dropped in my heart talking to my husband. It was funny how many conversations in a row God allowed me to have about this one theme. But I, it was a Monday and I was talking to my husband about just some of the new roles I have within our church and our, our church has been, you know, blessed to be able to be growing and we're adding some staff and my role has been kind of growing. And I told my husband, you know, God, God's giving um, me a lot of vision for this area, but I think to be honest with you, honey, I, I, and I don't say this in a false humility kind of way. Like I really mean it. Um, I don't know if I can do what needs to be done in order to fulfill that vision and mission he's giving us. I I sincerely go, do I have the capacity? Do I have the education? Do I have the intelligence or the natural giftings that are required to do these things? Because we've never done them before. It sounds exciting to, to say God's given us a big vision, but when you know people are going to be watching, <laughs> if you are able, do you know what I'm saying? And then also the pressure that we put on ourselves. And so I said, honey, I think my biggest barrier right now isn't even, isn't even Satan. It might be just my own belief that God could do this in and through me. And it was very releasing to share that out loud because I had been feeling that insecurity and feeling that doubt inside of myself. And it was really not doubt about God. It was doubt about myself and Really, I was putting myself in too high of a position there, to be honest, uh, too much pressure on me. But it was interesting because the next day I had dinner uh, with a friend of mine I haven't seen in years. And um, she was sharing life updates and that she was going back to grad school. Now, you know, this friend of mine, she is a pastor. She is a lawyer. She uh, has been a pastor, I should say, is been a lawyer. She speaks four languages fluently. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, I lived with her overseas while she was getting her law degree for free because she learned Spanish and then learned the legal Spanish to get school for free in another country. So she's clearly an intelligent person. Yes. And I asked her, you know, at the very end of our conversation, where are you going to school? She kind of shame, got a little shameful and put her head down kind of funny. And she said, don't laugh at me. Don't, I don't, I don't even want to tell you, just don't laugh. And of course I'm pressing because I'm curious and I'm like, what, where, what kind of school could this be? Like, what, what are you doing? Is it some weird, like, I don't know. I've never heard of a school to be ashamed of, but what is it? And she sheepishly looked up and said, I'm going to Harvard. And I was like, Oh, I thought that was a great TJ Maxx find on your shirt. Like <laughs> she was going to Harvard shirt. And that's what we used to wear, you know, because it was cute and in style and you could get it for $14.99 at yeah. the commercials. So uh, she, she was like very funny about it. And I said, why would you be ashamed or embarrassed or be afraid to admit that you're going to Harvard? I would be so proud. And she said, well, I feel like 
maybe I'm dealing with imposter syndrome and I don't really believe that I'm a Harvard student. I don't really believe that I belong there. And, and so I shared my conversation with my husband. And then that Friday, I was able to be a part of the Susie Larson podcast. And she shared a dream that she had and a long dream short, long story short, uh, in the dream, she was originally having fun and dancing around a room and just having the time of her life. And then in the dream, she looked up and in the mirror, she saw a very unattractive, embarrassing image of what she was and who she was. And she realized as she prayed and talked to a friend and processed that, that again, was that imposter syndrome that, you know, I'm not really who God's made me to be. I don't believe I'm this great, you know, I can be in this great position of just free and relaxed and enjoying my life. And, and, uh, and then ironically that, that next Monday, I was, I, I don't know what with the speaking, because I don't do a ton of speaking, to be honest, but I was invited to share with the class of doctors that were graduating. It was their last class for, before they went out and had to, you know, pass all their tests. And one of the female students, it was a panel question and answer. And she asked me, and she said this, the words, she said, you know, how do you get over imposter syndrome, because I don't really think of myself as a doctor. I don't really think of myself as someone who could treat patients. And I thought, oh my goodness, these three women, you know, that I've had these conversations with are all women that we would look at and go, that's an amazing accomplishment. That's an amazing person. You know, like things that aren't everyday achievements, to be honest. And they all struggle with just like I do as an everyday woman. Um, can I do this thing that I feel I'm supposed to do? Can I walk into that, you know, and um, am I capable? Can God use me in that way? So God's really been speaking to me about getting that mindset out of my mindset. (laughs) Oh, Shannon, this is so good because I think every single one of us at times deal with that. Yeah. Like, are you kidding? Are you kidding? God is just little old me you know, right. Just me. And, and I feel like a fake or like you said that I feel like an imposter, like who, yeah. who, who, who do I think I am? I can't, I can't do that. Well, has there been a word or just how has the Holy spirit empowered you here yeah. to press through and, and, and then not stay in that mindset? You know, that was, that was the first thing that I was like, God, how do I attack this then? Cause this is, this is a spiritual, this is also a mental, this is a belief system. What do I do? And I found a scripture and I'll share it with, with everyone here. It's Isaiah 41 10. And it says, do not fear for I am with you. Do not be afraid for I am your God. I will give you strength. And for sure, I will help you. Yes. I will uphold you with my right hand that is right and good. And so I did a little bit of digging. What does the word help mean? Cause we know what it means, but I was curious, like, what does that actually mean? And, um, I didn't go into like the, the deep theological original meaning. I just went to the Webster dictionary cause I just wanted more ideas of what that word means, because I think we overlook that word sometimes. And in the definition, it, uh, Webster's definition, it was uh, to do something by offering one's services or resources. And I thought, oh my goodness, God's resources and services are available to me. God in heavens, services and resources are available to me. Well, of course, it's not just little old me anymore. I'm just leaning on the services and resources of my very big God. Yeah. And when I 
put the vision of what God was putting in my heart to, to do uh, in this next season of my life in the perspective of, and God's services and resources are available to me. And the next word that is in the scripture is that he will uphold me with his right hand will uphold is to advocate, to champion, to back or support. So I thought, well, if I go forward with all of God's resources and his services, his advocacy that he will champion and back and support what I'm doing, that (laughs) suddenly seems very manageable in terms of, yes, of course, God could do this through me because it's not my abilities. It's not my services. It's not my resources. That wouldn't get us very far. Uh, it's God championing me to do those things and his allowing, you know, he will uphold me and give me the everything I need to do what he's calling me to do. And it's not dependent on me. And that has helped me tremendously to really just refocus that paradigm of what do I feel God wants me to do? And then the reminder of he is the one who has all of the backing for me. He's my backer. <laughs> he's, he's fronting the loan for me, Becky. I don't need yes. to worry about it. He's got it covered. That um, is so good. And as you were talking, I was just thinking about the verses in Corinthians that talk about my weakness and his strength. Yeah. And so many times we eliminate ourselves because we can come up with our list of weaknesses. Oh yeah. I, I can't do this because of this, or I'm inadequate here. Or I haven't gone to school. All of our, what we consider weaknesses. And those verses say, Hey, just stop for a minute, because this is an opportune time for God says for me to come right in with my strength. And then it's my strength that shines through your weakness. Yeah. And Paul yeah. in one of the translations actually says, I celebrate my wit, my weakness because it's that opportunity for God to come in with his strength. Yeah. Yeah. And that is, it's funny how we know these things, but we can lose sight of them when we start getting in our head, you know? So I, I just love, I just love that. I even wrote in my journal, one other thing I did was I wrote down in present tense, the things that God, I really felt was putting on my heart. And so I wrote down, I am a mother who has children like that. And I mean, my kids are great. So, uh, but I am a woman who has a flourishing marriage and a flourishing family. I am an executive pastor of a growing, thriving church. Um, I don't know a lot of women in my role, to be honest. So sometimes that challenges me. I go, Oh, I don't really know a lot of women, at least not in my nearby area, there are some, but not a lot. So I have to actually believe and write that down and read it. Like, yep, it's not, it's, it's possible. God can do this. And I am this kind of a, a a person or, or woman or so those just reading that the last couple of weeks, as I've been processing that imposter syndrome has also just encouraged me to remember that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how I'm going to do these or God's going to do these things or how I'm going to move into this ability to, to go to this next level with the Lord, but I know I can see it. I can see him doing that. I can see him doing these things in and through my life. So just reading that and reminding myself of what God's promises are, uh, that's been very helpful. It's just a little five minute practice in the morning. You know, this is so encouraging. I just, I am encouraged and I know that our listeners are encouraged right now. What is one last thought that you would just like to leave with our listeners? Yeah. You know what? I think one thing uh, I do a women's, a a small group with women in our church. And one thing we've been talking about is when our spiritual life can get dry or stagnant, 
um, what are some ways that we can kind of refuel that or revive that? And I just want to encourage people that this has been something I've kind of been practicing in the last two months. I've, I uh, heard of a new Bible app. I'm not, I, I like, I'm old school, Becky. I read my Bible and journal. I don't really, I haven't used a lot of the resources that are free and available out there. And, and that was really what I preferred. And then recently I kind of was like, I feel like I'm kind of spending more time daydreaming about my grocery list and I'm not, really moving. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I feel yeah. like, Oh, I was making the connection in the last season that I was using that kind of format for my prayer time. And so I thought, well, I should try something different. I'm still needing to connect with God, but there might be a different way in this season. And so I downloaded an app, Lectio 365, and I've heard of a lot of great apps and some, at some seasons I was like, that's okay, but I prefer my journal and Bible reading. Cause that's what was really helping me connect with the Lord. And recently I started using that and I was like, wow, this little seven minute prayer process has just been really revolutionary for me. And it's very simple. It's, it's just been a new thing and it's kind of revived some stale prayer time for myself. And so I really encourage women. It doesn't have to be in a certain formula or a certain way. Sometimes we just have to change it up and, and uh, throw new spaghetti against the wall and see what sticks. And, and it's okay. If sometimes you feel like, man, I'm not connecting in this way. Let's try a new method. Let's try a new approach. Maybe it's going on a nature walk now that it's nice and praying in that time, whatever it might be, you know, but just trying to switch it up and, and trying new things in our spiritual walk that it does so that it doesn't get stale. That is a great thought. As you were talking, I too, I love opening my Bible. And it's my heart that every woman would open up her Bible and read. But I so get the distractions part too. And then also, as you were talking, I'm just kind of like, okay, so changing things up, even when we're dieting, we hit plateaus and they say change things up. Or when we're exercising, we hit plateaus again. Yeah. And they say change things up. You know, so I love that encouragement that it's okay. Change things up. Yeah. And and I even tried it with my kids. They have one for family. And you know what? To get busy boys to want to sit down and do anything that is sedentary is always a challenge, uh, unless it's video games. So yes. <laughs> but but I, I did that with my boys last night for the first time. I tried the family one and they did actually sit and and in, they asked questions and they even added some commentary. So I was like. I should have tried switching things up with my kids sooner because sometimes I think they get bored of our routine of how we do things uh, for spiritual growth and development. So, yeah, so I just, uh, I really like that. That's a new fun one that we've been enjoying in our house. Well, thank you so much, Shannon, for being with me uh, here today. And listener, if you're in that imposter syndrome, I want you to take this word to heart and break free and tap into into God and his help. And what was the other word, Shannon? Uh, Uphold. And he will uphold you. Just, you know, replay this, listen to it again. And, and even as Shannon did, just begin to write down, I am, you know, because of God, because he's holding me, because he is helping me. I am, I can, I will, I am able make those lists. Thank you, Shannon. Thank you, Becky. So fun to connect. (laughs) And God bless you, listener. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Hey, friend. Are you looking for a simple, meditative Bible study guide that will help you daily center your life around God's Word? If so, I want to invite you to join me in Rooted Live 
a membership and community of women who are fully involved in life, but still prioritize time in God's Word. The Rooted Life Study Guides offer a place to start and a pathway for consistent growth. You will experience Bible reading not as something you have to do, but as a welcome addition to spend time in God's presence. Follow the links to my website and join the Rooted Live tribe. We are cheering for you as you grow and flourish in God's Word.